Popcorn Heist is an interactive community of pop culture lovers that spans multiple mediums. We dive deep into TV shows and movies of the past, present, and future to bring you the hottest takes and the coldest truths. Do you have what it takes? Join the heist. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Popcorn Heist, the podcast. I'm Jake. I'm Nick. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back. Talking about Star Wars, first time in a while. Welcome back to you guys, and honestly, you should welcome us back, because we took a week off. We're back. Yep, Jake and I were in the, uh, on the forest moon of Endor in California together. Yes. Um, If you saw on our Instagram, we, we, we uh, played with some Ewoks. Nah, I wish. I, I wish I we wish. found Wicked. Imagine. Love oh. him. Oh. <laughs> what's your what's what's your stance on Ewoks? Are you like for them, against them, neutral? So I have a very interesting stance on Ewoks. I think I may have, we may have talked about it briefly. I love the Ewoks. I grew up like just knowing that they were part of like Return of the Jedi. Mm-hmm. Um, they're so cute. I love bears. I uh, bears are one of my favorite animals since I'm I was young. So I always love them. But I also get why people hate them because if i went into let's say i guess episode nine isn't like a great example but like let's say a a movie like endgame or episode nine where like there's a final battle happening and the heroes just win the battle because of some random creature that you've never heard of before like this random cute creature i'd be pretty mad so i get why people in the theater who like saw it for the first time in what year did return of the jedi come out 1980 or 1982 Yeah, something like in the early 80s. If if I could get why people who saw it in theaters in the 80s were mad about it. That's my stance. Yeah, no, I kind of feel that too, but... They're so cute. (laughs) There's still a lot going on in that. Like, Luke is fighting Vader while that's all happening, you know? I mean, Luke fighting Vader, the Ewoks can't take away from that. But I feel like the whole Han and Leia storyline is definitely... It becomes definitely a secondary storyline. When it It could have been like... Yeah, you know, Star Wars loves to flash between two primary storylines in the final battles. True, and true. It kind of made that. I don't know. I, I I love the Ewoks. They're so cute, but I also get why people don't like that they they're, they're, they save the day. They're adorable. I mean, they're so when, cute. When it gets to the Ewok celebration, they're all dancing. I, I love. Oh. Them. Yeah, especially the original Ewok celebration with the Ewok song. Oh, Yub Nub. <laughs> quality quality song. Oh my John God, Williams. Fire jam. John Williams at his best. Fire um, Jam. Have you ever seen the Ewok spin-off movies that George Lucas made? Like Caravan I have of Courage, not. I think. I have not. Those are one thing I haven't seen. I've seen the Christmas special, but I haven't seen the Ewok movies. I feel like we need to watch them. We need to Disney watch them. We'll have to watch them together. Yeah, definitely. But, I have uh, not seen them. We Nick and I were on were in the national park where they filmed Return of the Jedi, uh, exploring the Redwoods, and it was pretty awesome. We took a nice little vacation after our last episode talking about the suicide squad and now we're back and we're ready to talk about star wars i'm in a star wars mood now i know we haven't talked about star wars in so long i'm wearing my rebel shirt i'm ready to rebel i'm wearing a spider-man shirt because no way home trailer came out oh that's a good okay i'll I'll allow it i'll allow it okay thank you um but yeah yeah, for those of you who are joining us for the first time popcorn heist is a brand that jake and i created uh, to share our love for tv and movies with the world uh provide some tv content uh, for diehard fans made by diehard fans, Popcorn Heist the Podcast is a show where we nerd out on franchises we love like Marvel, Game of Thrones, Avatar, Disney, and one of our favorites today, Star Wars. Uh, we release new episodes on Thursdays, and if you like an episode you listen to, definitely give us a follow and review on iTunes or whatever streaming platform you're listening on. It definitely helps us out a lot. Uh, we'd be remiss if we didn't mention the other podcast on the Popcorn Heist Network, A Simps Guide to the MCU, where the relationships... Romances and bromances of the Marvel Cinematic Universe are discussed with our good friends Alyssa and Kelly. They're big simps. Mm, <laughs> and if you yeah. want more pop culture content like blog posts, rankings, brackets, and trivia on Tuesdays, definitely go to popcornheist.com or follow us on Instagram at popcornheist and all social media at popcornheist. Why not? Why not? <laughs> While you're at it, just, just follow join us the heist. everywhere. Send us an email. You know, If Come you on. search hashtag join the heist, you'll find us. Yes. Yes. And speaking of Trivia Tuesday, 
actually by the time this comes out it won't have happened yet but if you're into trivia the tuesday after you're hearing this i think it's what is it september 3rd 1st or is that the third no i think it's i believe it's august 31st august 31st is live live trivia trivia. what is it four now fourth or five it might be five i think it's live trivia five live trivia five our fifth one live trivia is very fun guys you should definitely join it's so fun we've got this great platform called luna park where all you do you get like your own private chat room with your teammates you could talk to them and no one else will hear you submit your answers then you could talk to the hosts and like make fun of other people in the chat we very much roast people and make fun of each other while we're playing so it's really fun yep Um, live trivia is the last tuesday of every month and every other tuesday we do trivia on our instagram story so definitely mm -hmm. check it out guys yeah you can find the link we usually post the link the day of in our uh, instagram bio and Mm -hmm. you'll find it but anyway enough selling Enough selling. <laughs> Today we're talking about the bad batch. Uh, the finale. The bad batch. The bad batch. As I like to call it. The bad batch. The finale came out last Friday. Or was it two Fridays ago? Last Friday. I believe it was two Fridays ago. It was two Fridays ago. Okay. Yeah. Two Fridays ago. Episode 16. The season finale. Season one finale of the bad batch came out. Um, for those Not of Star the Wars series fans. finale. Yeah. They announced there is a season, season two. two. Which is interesting. I mean, me, you and I kind of thought, oh, maybe this will be a one, one-off one thing, you know? Yeah, I think we were kind of getting used to the whole Marvel thing. Um, well, I guess that's not true with Loki, but uh, I, I feel like we were getting used to, like, miniseries with Marvel. And we and we may have expected the same thing out of Star Wars, but I don't know why we thought that. Because Mandalorian has multiple seasons and I guess Clone I Wars has a million seasons. I kind of thought it because I didn't know if it had as much longevity as the Clone Wars or Rebels, and because like it's eventually it's going to start to bump up against Rebels, and we'll but, get into that. But if you think about it, Clone Wars happens within like a three year span, so this has like True. this has like what what is it like fourteen years to until it bumps into Rebels? Well, however old Ezra is at the beginning of Rebels, which I think is like fourteen fifteen, so it has a lot of time. Um, I mean, I don't think they're going to go fourteen fifteen seasons. No, well, no, no way. But I mean, Rebels went eight in like three in a three year span, right or seven? Not Rebels. Uh, Clone Wars went. Clone Wars. I was gonna say when uh, is it seven or eight seasons? Season season eight, right? Was the last one? Season seven. Oh, season seven. Sorry, yeah. season seven. They have seven seasons, and it happens in a three year span. So who knows what'll happen? True. If we True. want, Bad Batch can go like a million oh, seasons. <laughs> <laughs> but um. Yeah, for those of you fans out there, it's pretty much a direct sequel to Star Wars The Clone Wars series. It picks up like right when it ends, uh, same animation style, and it's gotten even even better. I mean, even from uh, Season 7 of The Clone Wars that came out last year, I feel like the animation like still is finding ways to improve. It looks even better in this series. Um, Yeah, the animation's great in the series. Yeah, and it follows a ragtag group of defective, defective clones called The Bad Batch. And like kind of there, you're looking at it through their eyes of the transition from the Republic to the Empire, Emperor Palpatine, uh, the decommissioning of the clones and Kamino, which is something we like rarely seen or heard about in the Star Wars canon, which was the interesting part going into this. Right? Yeah, I've always loved Kamino too. Kamino is like one of my favorite planets, mainly because of the original Battlefront. Um, it was like my favorite map. And it's just such a cool, me and my brother were always obsessed with Kamino. So I like that they spent a lot of time there. I feel like it's fitting. I feel like it was definitely interesting. I mean, like we only really we get most of it in episode two. You kind of get it in episode three a little bit, right? Isn't that the? Don't they do they go to Camino when I don't Padme's even think they. Earthed? No, I don't. I don't even think they. Oh, the only time they show Camino, I think, mm-hmm. is when they they may bring Vader there when he's becoming Vader. Or is that Coruscant? I think it's Coruscant. I don't think yeah. anyone goes to Camino. I think that's Coruscant that. I just thought it because it was raining when he. Yeah, that, but I think that's Corazon. But no, I don't think you go to Camino in uh, in episode three. Okay, so only episode two, which yeah. is yeah, and I a little like bit of Clone Wars. There's so much to expand there. I mean, like if you think about it, like that's why things like that are tying back to the prequels, like Star Wars: The Clone Wars, a little bit of Mandalorian, and now Bad Batch is really cool because there's so many things that have never have not been addressed that are really huge concepts that if an empire really was taking over the government of the entire galaxy and there was just a random army of clones, like 
you had to think like where are they during the original trilogy like what happened and it was really cool to see that through the eyes of the bad batch i feel like it was a perfect setup like an easy um easy setup for dave filoni to continue i mean he introduced them in in uh, season seven of clone wars and uh, they were pretty I, I think they were pretty well received in clone wars i really liked them um, yeah i think it was uh yeah i felt like they were they were a cool part there was a cool batch um but the episodes weren't my favorite always but yeah i mean they're cool they have a lot mm-hmm. of cool they, have, they had a lot of potential so i'm glad they continued to use them they continued to use them and they kind of explained some of the the holes in the star wars canon but we'll get we'll get more into that once we get more into the we'll get into that the show i have a, i have a preliminary question which i feel like we're going to touch on throughout the episodes but it's like what's coming to mind right now is do you think that they were solely created to kind of fill the hole in like fill in the backstory that there's always been experimentation with clones to kind of make the palpatine thing from episode nine more believable um I don't think that they were no, I don't think I don't think so because I think in the original Clone Wars they were planning on having a final season in the original Clone Wars and once Disney bought it it got canceled but they did have some of the episodes already made and the bad batch or not made they like had them in very like raw form like you could look at the animation it's really bad it's like and the bad batch is one of them that they have scenes I think they released them even way before they even knew they were like making this season so they knew that the bad batch was a thing before disney even bought star wars so i don't think i i don't necessarily think that it was a mechanism to explain the palpatine thing i i think they used the show to bridge the gap that they like kind of created in clone wars with what was like the clone how the clones became the stormtroopers sort of but I don't think that they were like create like the characters were created in order to explain the whole Palpatine thing. Maybe they use the show as an opportunity to explain it a little bit, but I feel like they're using every Star Wars thing made now to like kind of hint at like, ooh, Palpatine may have used cloning, but like they already said he did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I definitely got a lot of hints of that, especially in the finale, which which we'll get to, but. Yeah, overall, the show, like all the other shows, I felt like did a good job of filling in those gaps and not just saying like, oh, we just have this gap, like, why don't we fill it in? Whereas like other franchises tend to do that sometimes, whereas Star Wars, I feel like they have these gaps in between the trilogies, but there's so much history woven in where it makes sense to tell that story, you know? Yeah, I think think Star Wars also has the benefit of having so many years between movies and eras i think a lot of other a lot of times like other franchises happen so quickly that telling other stories that fit into the timeline becomes difficult especially when you're backfilling things Uh, but star wars has the luxury of having so much time in between eras and like so much history and like the galaxy is so expansive that it can tell these stories that perfectly fit into the overall story and like perfectly connect to it without kind of like conflicting with it yeah, and it, another benefit of it is that it's a whole galaxy too, so you don't run into that problem. Like, oh, where was this character? Like, that character should have been showing up there. Yeah, you know. Yeah, like I always think of Game of Thrones as one of them that could never make a show that happens within the storyline of Game of Thrones because wherever you go, there's going to be a character that affects it or something. Or, or yeah, there's always going to be a character there or affecting it or or something like that. So you can't tell a story within the Game of Thrones timeline. Yeah. You know, what's an interesting one is Harry Potter is that like, even though the Fantastic Beast is going back far in time, I feel like they're still running into problems where they're having to dance around continuity that was set up in the first in the original movies in the original books. Yeah, I think Harry Potter runs the risk of like, if they connected too much, then they run the risk of like, breaking history. But if they disconnected too much, it'll people will be a little bit uninterested. Yeah. And and I think Harry Potter happens in the real world and like it's very it's hard to kind of expand the universe when it happens in the real world and so much of the past and things people are interested in is already told in the Harry Potter story. Mm-hmm. I think Star Star Wars really has a strength when it comes to backfilling stories and being able to tell other stories that still connect to the original main Skywalker saga. I, I think they have I don't want to say luxury because they created it themselves, but I think it, it, it offers a lot of opportunity for them. Yeah, I agree. 
100%. And I think that sometimes a franchise can have TV shows that um, they don't that are kind of like pushed to the side and not as much effort is put in where I feel like Star Wars TV shows are a strength of the entire franchise. I feel like they make the movies better. They make the entire lore better. Um, I mean, Clone Wars and Rebels for me made the prequels like one of, made made them so much better in my eyes. And the Bad Batch, I feel like just continues that and bridges the gap of, you know, we've talked about this on previous podcasts that sometimes if you've never seen the Star Wars movies, the jump from the prequels to the original trilogy, not only because of difference in CGI and, and the difference of times can be such a jarring change, but the shows really make that a smooth transition. I feel like. Yeah. And I feel like um, we've talked about this in our universe building one. They just, they do a great job of, you don't need to watch any of the shows to understand the movies, but if you watch the shows, it really, it both adds to the movies, but also offers you a new story. They just do a very great job about that. Yeah. Um, kind of going off of that same vein, you know, Star Wars didn't need it and they didn't have to address like existing characters in this show, but I feel like they did a good job of doing it. How did you feel? I mean, we got yeah. pretty much like semi origin stories for some Rebels characters, which I wasn't expecting at all in this in this series. Yeah, I mean, I think they did a good job. Yeah, I forgot how I forgot because it was in the middle of the season. Like Hera was kind of a huge part. Kanan had some good moments. Um, yeah, I, I think I think they did a good job. I think you run the risk of this. It's a two-sided coin when you use like huge characters like let's say if they use ahsoka or vader it would like be it would take away from the main characters a little bit and the main villains um but it also would have been cool to see like someone huge but i i think when a show can stand on its own without giving you a huge cameo it also says something about it definitely definitely yeah and and, but it also like wasn't like it was shoehorned like we need to show these. I think that they saw an opportunity like the first episode has Caleb, Caleb Dooms uh, or Kanan Jarrus's origin. I love that. I thought that they, was awesome. It was so cool. Like they, yeah, it was a perfect opportunity to, to show Order 66 through the Bad Batches. I was like, kill two birds with one stone. Like we already know that Kanan's origin story like starts during Order 66 and the Bad Batch needs to kind of might as well like put that in there. Yeah. Yeah. I thought yeah. that was so cool. And he like was in Clone Wars, but not really. He was like in the background of Clone Wars. Kanan? Yeah. He was in season seven. Yeah. He was in, he was in the background. He, I don't even know if he says a word. I don't think he does. His master is yeah. like in one of the council meetings. And he's like standing there. You'll have to show that to me. Yeah. Cause I, I don't remember that. But, but um, anyway, we're breaking our own rules. We're talking about the Bad Batch and we haven't done our quote yet. We are. Oh my God. <laughs> Again, someone to the conversation. So I'm going to deliver the quote this time. Uh, it's actually a really good quote that Nick and I decided upon by our least favorite Bad Batch member. Uh, <laughs> Both of uh, our least favorite. So for the Bad Batch, you got Hunter, Crosshair, Wrecker, Tech, and Echo. And this. And Omega. Well, now Omega. Yes. <laughs> but this quote is uh, from Ico. Echo, that's how Omega says it. He says, it's ironic. Clones wanted names instead of numbers, yet now people are signing up to be given numbers. Which isn't like an everyday quotable, like I'm not going to go around saying this to Nick every once in a while, but it's a really like, I feel like it embodies the spirit of the show is that it really um, filled in the gaps, as we've been saying, for the clones as it transitioned to stormtroopers. Uh, and a lot of things with the Empire first getting set up. Like, um, you learn about the origin of chain codes in this show, which is like a huge thing in the original trilogy. And you learn, you really see like the empire, like starting to transition people from a democratic society to really like putting them in line and tracking them and being uh, uh, what is the word tyrannical the proper word. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Totalitarian. Yeah. Both. Um, Yeah. I think it, it does kind of um, maybe I'm thinking of it too, too analytically, but I think it does bridge the gap of like the Republic era and the Empire era really well. I feel, and and the gap of the clones and the stormtroopers. Like, just look at their outfits. The clones are all like colorful, and there are so many of them. And then the stormtroopers, like, there's different kinds, but they're pretty much all the same. Um, and the Empire is just very black and white. Like, 
the, the whole original trilogy is very black and white and the whole um clone wars era is very like colorful and everyone like very complicated so i feel like it kind of nails down that change in pace a little bit and i i one thing i think that the bad batch has a lot of potential for and i enjoyed about the show is it happens right at the end of revenge of the sith which we haven't really explored that much so i think it it's a good it's like cool to see that change and i think that quote is like embodying the change especially because clone wars nailed down the personalities of the clones so well so well and like that's i don't even know anyone's names except fives and i don't even know what his letters are at the beginning i just know he has a bunch of fives at the end of his number you know people's names what about rex i'm saying i'm saying uh sorry i don't know people's numbers like you don't know them by their numbers i know more numbers of stormtroopers than i do clones that's so true that's that's really true um and yeah, that speaking of numbers, they introduce even like the TK system. Yeah, TK which is like it's the little things like that where you're like, uh, it it's not pointed out to you in the movies. Like they just call stormtroopers TK, and then in the prequels they call them like CT. But like it didn't really need to be explained. But the fact that it is just adds more that extra layer. Yeah, I thought it was just a name for the stormtrooper. Yeah, but like imagine like you're. A storm. Imagine you're a clone like the Bad Batch, mm-hmm. who the inhibitor chip didn't work on, and you're just watching it through their eyes. Like when I watched the movies, I always just assumed like Palpatine did this whole scheme with the clones just so he would automatically just have an army, and then he mm-hmm. just changed. He just put stormtroopers outfit, outfits on the clones. That's what I thought too. Yeah, but you kind of learn in, uh, I mean, the sequel trilogy that they take kids from birth and they're like training them. Not really. You kind of learn it in Rebels. They don't really say that. I, I honestly, and oh, in the sequel trilogy, you said, yeah, not the other. Yeah, right, right. They do say it in the sequel trilogy. Um, they don't say that the original stormtroopers aren't clones, though. If you just watch the movies, you might think that the original stormtroopers are clones, and I, that's what I thought when I was younger. And Rebels is the one who explained that away for me. And I always, honestly, I never really liked that plot point. But as I've seen more of Clone Wars and I've seen the Bad Batch, I like the plot point more and more, especially because of how cool it was done in the Bad Batch that with their decommissioning. Yeah. I mean, like they kind of basically they arrive at the explanation that it's cheaper for them and more efficient. Right. Yeah. They could just build a bigger army. Yeah. And also it makes sense because the clones are so, so highly trained and like the stormtroopers are not. They like kind of suck. So it makes sense that they put that plot point in, you know. So are you are we to assume that maybe a major motivation for Palpatine taking advantage of Camino not only was to orchestrate the Clone Wars, but also to kind of learn about cloning technology? And then like once he got what he needed, he was like, okay, like it's cheaper to to just mm. do stormtroopers. I never thought about him using. The, I, I thought I think at the time he just wanted an army, and then he probably. No, yeah, I think it was like both a quick way to get an army and orchestrate the war, and at the same time, like, oh, this technology is interesting. Like, l- this will give me more power. Let me look into yeah, this. Yeah, you're probably right. I think it was mainly to create the army, and then from there, he probably had some ideas. In the yeah. in the expanded universe, Palpatine uses cloning all the time. He has like a tons lot. of clones. Yeah, and they're slowly like kind of bringing that back in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, sort of. <laughs> sort of. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I was always interested, like, why would Palpatine just switch to this army that sucks? Is, 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 yeah, sucks and is useless, like banging their heads on doors and missing their shots all the time. But it makes sense. I mean, they're going to be much more of them. It's kind of similar to the battle droids. They suck. But if, if you have a good amount of them, like, yeah, you can't. It's hard to overpower them. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> so let's kind of go back, backtrack a little bit. Um, you see Order 66 through the Bad Batch's eyes, and we learn in Clone Wars that the clones have an inhibitor chip in their brain that made them um, take uh, carry out Order 66, but it doesn't really work on the Bad Batch, except for one of them, which is Crosshair. Were you expecting this like would you have expected another bad batch member to have turned or something no i knew crosshair was going to turn i I saw it in some trailer breakdowns they're like oh look Uh, crosshair is not with them so i kind of have had it spoiled um and i mean i never really liked crosshair from clone Wars, so i was fine with it Um, i feel like i liked him more as a semi-villain in this show so i was good with it 
I liked him a lot as a villain. <coughs> and I feel like if you're going to pick one of them, like clearly has the most evil voice. Yeah. <laughs> it's well, like, yeah. <clears throat> Should have been Echo, though. Get him out of here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised it wasn't Echo. Like, he, not only, I guess, his inhibitor chip is fried, but like in clone wars they seem they like started to be like oh maybe he could be evil like everyone yeah. was like what if he has separatist stuff in his head and then they never did anything with it he, he's gotta have like they could have easily then he like, just flipped the switch opens and, doors like, now he's a doorman now a, or pretends to be a droid yeah he's a doorman <laughs> <laughs> um yeah i i mean d bradley baker deserves like a freaking oscar for voicing all the every single and, one he voices everyone in the show does he voice yeah. o- omega <laughs> <laughs> is that a dumb question <laughs> you really think he voices omega? i don't know some voice actors do a lot of different things <laughs> just compare wrecker's voice to her voice <laughs> <laughs> okay that was a bad question omega omega so yeah kind of like the similar trend to the mandalorian where a tough guy meets a, a little child and has to take care of it. The Bad Batch meets uh, a tiny little little girl in uh, Kamino who ends up being a defective clone as well. But she's a girl. And Which is never explained. Not really. No. That's, this is one thing about, honestly, about, about Star Wars in general. Like, they don't explain how Rey is Palpatine's granddaughter. It, granddaughter um <laughs> granddaughter except like and they don't explain in the movie at all and then the directors were like oh the dad was a defective clone and then they're like oh clone force 99 is a defective clone or defective clones and then they're like oh omega's a defective clone and she's a girl but she's also the most important one because she's the only pure clone of Django fett but that's not true because she's doesn't defective. make sense because yeah if you're I, clone, she doesn't you're have aging to... but she's defective a pure clone means your dna is exactly the same which is not true yeah but but it doesn't i don't know why it matters they didn't explain why it mattered that she was it doesn't which was one of the things that i was hoping to get out of the finale like why okay yeah she's a pure clone like i guess you don't need to explain it but, but why did why did they want her back so badly uh, like yeah they the didn't ex- they didn't explain why they needed either boba or her and honestly go for boba because he sucks and isn't guarded by the bad batch at the time <laughs> yeah i was expecting like they mentioned him like oh the only other clone of this nature is boba fett like why would i thought the finale was gonna like have them meet or something like- i don't know that i needed boba i like that he was mentioned he might be in later seasons but i think they all already did like recently a reveal like oh look boba's here in the mandalorian so i don't think they needed it in the bad batch yeah and we're getting the boba fett series yeah so i don't know year. if they wanted to overdo the boba thing especially because he sucks at that time during that time period but he's definitely super important to this series i feel like he's got to show up in a future season. i hope so i hope we get the boba fett versus cad bane in this series. me too me too which was another surprise Cad Bane. Lo- I didn't. A lot, a lot of little surprises in. Yeah, in this yeah, yeah, yeah. Not um, what's her name? Fennec. She wasn't a spy. She was in the trailer. Um, what about your favorites, Trace and Rafa? Oh my god! Honestly, they weren't as insufferable in the show. They were horrible in Clone Wars. Um, I was <laughs> underwhelmed by the reveal that they were working for Rex. Also, I thought it was going to be Maul. I no, I thought it made sense that it was Rex. It made sense, but. I don't know. They're like schemers, and they would be working for the crime syndicates. Maul. Give I me guess. Maul. Just give me Maul. I don't care how you give it to me. I mean, I'm not going to complain if Maul comes back. I knew I Rex love, was going to be in it, so like, uh, them working for Rex was a little underwhelming for me. Yeah, I mean, Rex was underwhelming in general in this Rex was series. very underwhelming. Gregor was a little... Gregor was cool to see, but a little bit underwhelming. We didn't see Wolf. That um, That episode was great, though. Yeah, that I was remember. great. Uh, but the, my one problem is Gregor. I mean, I'm like 95% sure. Gregor is the clone who lost his memory and then got it back in the frog episode when they're on that random planet. I don't know if that's him. I think it's Wolf. No, that's Gregor. Wolf is not really in the show in Clone Wars. But is Gregor as like giggly and stuff in the, in that's, the frog one? 
No. Wolf is Giggly in the Rebels. Is Gregor Giggly in Rebels? No, Gregor's Giggly in Bad Batch. He's like, oh, I know. And, and I think Wolf is Giggly in Rebels. Are they just passing giggles around like <laughs> yeah he wasn't giggly he was like stoic in clone wars gregor i'm uh, let me let me make sure but i'm pretty sure gregor is the one in clone up. wars gregor clone we're gonna George give Lucas's the people wrong arc. information i love gregor in clone wars and i didn't reference how he became like a clone again like how he they thought he was blown up in in clone wars yeah yep yep that's him yep that's so weird. I mean, it really, it really didn't fit well. Like, I, I, I really wanted to see Gregor and Wolf, honestly, and it didn't really fit perfectly. I felt. I, I mean, now that we're getting more seasons, we're probably going to get them again. But they didn't but, explain how he became a trooper again, really. They didn't explain how he became giggly. I need a giggly. Explanation. <laughs> I need a giggly. Maybe just from <laughs> losing his mind and blowing up. How did? Wait, is that in the frog episode? The the droid episode? From, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Yep, yep. They think he blows up on the. I'm reading it right now. Yep. Explosive escape. Yep. Hmm. Yep. George Lucas's favorite arc in Clone Wars. Oh my god! Honestly, <laughs> I kind of love that arc. I love the droid. That, that's it was like, so weird. When it's I was so watching weird. It. But anyway. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Um. So yeah, I expected Rex to be in it a lot more. I mean, I didn't need I, him to be in a lot more. I just wish he kind of did more rather than just be a. And like Sid gave them more missions than Rex. Yeah, which was weird to me. Yeah, honestly, the show was very side missiony, which I think is kind of the nature of Clone Wars Rebels in this show. Um, it felt weird watching this week by week, uh, because it was like every episode was a side mission, and you know I don't it, like my side missions. It really was, to be honest. The most enjoyable, the most enjoyable parts were where there was a multi episode arc, like. A lot of it was side missions, like you got like the Trace and Rafa episode. You got the we got an origin story for the the freaking uh, Rancor, the, the Rancor from Jabba's Palace, which honestly is pretty funny. Yeah, but. I didn't I didn't mind that as one episode, but I don't know. I I, I don't know. The side episodes annoy me, especially when I'm watching week by week. I feel like this is a show that may be better binged than watching week by week. Yeah, um, I did actually feel that way about Rebels. I watched. Uh, I watched about half of Rebels week by week. I think I watched the final two seasons week by week. Um, and I felt Rebels it, was yeah. I was I felt like I would re- I enjoyed it more when I rewatched it and was binging everything because I knew like more things were coming. Mm-hmm. Um, and and the end, but the ends of the seasons of Rebels are always like six great episodes. I feel like yeah. Where Bad Batch, I feel like they can confine the like main arc to the last two or three. Yeah, the last three were really good. I mean, I think the the most enjoyable episodes were, were like when they were up against Crosshair and stuff. Like the one where they Agreed, first yeah. meet him and then Cad Bane takes Omega at the end. Like that's a that was a great, great episode. Yeah, that was a great episode. I agree. But again, they can't do that every episode. They can't. Because then it, I think- it makes Crosshair like weak. I, I always – you might not get this reference. I don't think you've seen the show. But it feels like Prison Break Season 2 when like the the – they break out of prison spoiler alert in season one and in season two they're like literally being chased the whole season and every episode the guy who's chasing them like meets up with like finds them and then they get away it's like okay what are we you know they couldn't put crosshair in every episode no they can't but i i feel like they could have done a little more with the bad batch and the empire like i was fully expecting uh vader to show up in this series i was too but i'm happy he didn't i think so i've heard this complaint about rebels and i somewhat agree if you think about it, like the main characters have to survive for the show to keep going, right? And Rebels, Vader is in season two, which is works out well because Ahsoka is also in season two. So it's nice to it's nice to they're in the same season. I won't say why if you haven't seen Rebels. But um it also in Rebels, it it's kinda like every villain that they every season they're like giving a different villain and it's like, how are the rebels gonna escape from this villain? Like how how the rebels? I guess they didn't really beat Vader, but you know what I mean. Like, if you introduce Vader in the Bad Batch, the Bad Batch has to get away from him or beat him. So how how do you do that without like making Vader less intimidating? In Rebels, you have Ahsoka, which yeah. like kind of balances it out. But in Bad Batch, if Vader shows up, he would rock them. I think. 
So how do you have them get away from him? He's got to sh- like he's got to show up in the in the future seasons. I feel I I think it could be like almost like a Rogue One situation where he's kind of giving orders. All we need is like a few scenes of him giving orders through like some. But he can't face stuff. the Bad Batch because he either rocks them or they beat him. Oh, he would d- destroy them. Exactly. Obviously. I mean, even Ezra and Kanan like drop a thing on him, and it's a little like okay. I mean, he survived it, but yeah. You know, I, you know what I mean. As you as you introduce more OP villains and makes it's like okay, when are they going to actually do something? Even Thrawn and Rebels, who's my favorite, it's like for two seasons he's trying to get catch him. It's like okay, if you're really that great, you should catch him. True. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I love Thrawn, and I think he's so cool. But like, he never gets him. Daddy, will you catch him? <laughs> catch him. It's a little quote from a YouTube video. <laughs> <laughs> But you know, you know what I'm saying. As they introduce like no, more I, OP I villains, it's like gonna get hard for the Bad Batch to actually win and like get yeah. out of situations. But see, so we got this kind of phase. Like season one is about the Bad Batch reacting to the whole transition. We kind of, I feel like we're st- there's still a lot more to be explored. The transition to stormtroopers. Like I think we only got phase one of the stormtroopers in that uh, Gregor episode. Mm-hmm. You got like them removing their inhibitor chips, kind of meeting Rex, and like the whole crosshair thing. But what else more do we have in future seasons? You know, Crosshair is kind of like, you know, I'm with the Empire. This is who I am. Maybe he comes back to the Bad Batch because we kind of got a hint that he still like cares for them. I think he's going to still be the main villain of the show. You think so? Or, or yeah, I or he's going to like slowly turn back to their side, sort of. I think he's going to be a huge part of the show no matter what. I hope. No, I hope so. But because he's part I of the think, Bad Batch. But I think he's like kind of a less of a of a villain oh yeah definitely but i think he's gonna be in the show i think they're gonna introduce other villains i i think um i mean that guy that empire guy might be a villain uh you know who i I would love to see as we were just mentioning young thrawn that'd be awesome that'd be i'm not sure when exactly he joined the empire but that'd be so cool (laughs) that'd be really really i think he joined the empire soon after the republic i i think but i'm not sure and like That's Tarkin it, it, was in it, he might be more of a villain. I feel like Tarkin can never be like a too much of an active villain. No, but it's nice when they sprinkle him in. I yeah, like, I agree. He doesn't have, have a gen- Yeah, and he's not. I love Tarkin, but he's not like badass enough to be the main main villain. Yeah, I would true. love a young Grand Admiral Thrawn. I think that'd be sick. In in the EU, like he. I, that's where his story starts. It's like in the extended universe, right? In Legends now. Who Thrawn? Thrawn, yeah. Yeah, it's kind of like now his story is like kind of muddled with legends and canon. I'm not sure. I, the first thing he was in was the, a, a trilogy that happens after Return of the Jedi. But I, there are stories with him before episode four, I believe. I I think there's a mixture of legends and um and canon. But I know there's a bunch of stories that I love that I've like watched YouTube videos about about him chirping vader about knowing that he's anakin or like being like you're probably anakin pretty much but in like classic thrawn tone where he's like oh yeah so they tell me anakin skywalker's dead like stuff like that like where he like doesn't say you're anakin but he like is like pretty much like you could be anakin i think it's i think you're anakin (laughs) that'd be so cool if they did that That, oh my god i would love that imagine seeing vader and thrawn that Oh, but I mean, so I think cool. I think those stories are canon. I, I forget if they're canon or legends, but I know that there's moments in in one of them where Thrawn and Vader are together, and he like kind of sprinkles in little comments like, "I know you're Anakin," That's and then Vader cool. uses a force to like read his emotions, and he's just like completely has neutral, like has no, no emotions. Oh, like he he's not susceptible yeah. to it at all. Like not Love not that. not that he's not susceptible. He just feels no no emotions about it. He's like doesn't really care if he's Anakin or Vader. He just is like saying it. <laughs> Oh, I love that. I love him. I love but him. anyway, back to the Bad you, Batch. You know who could honestly show up is uh, Orson Krennic from uh, Rogue One. I'd be good like, with that. It, like, I don't know if we'll get Death Star stuff in Bad Batch. I don't even know. Like, do you think we're going to get Jedi stuff? Like, do you think Kanan would come back or no. Hera and stuff? Kanan's not really a Jedi at this point. He kind of, like, gives it up. Yeah, he goes into, like, hiding. And yeah, I would rather him. not see Kanan again. I think he was, like, literally the first scene of the show. I don't think you need him to like be helping them again. 
I would like to see Hera again, to be honest. I though that string I would of like Ryloth episodes, like in, in Clone Wars, I kind of like whenever we got to a Ryloth arc, I was like, oh, here we go, another Ryloth arc. But I really like this one. And I love Chopper. Of course. He's my favorite. Honestly, he's uh, I love Chopper. So I was happy to see him again too. But yeah, I don't I don't think we'll see Kanan again. We won't see Ezra because he's like way too young. He's a little little baby. Um, <laughs> um do you think we'll see I think I think we'll probably see Maul. I feel like you have to I, bring in Maul to I an animated so. show. I don't need him right away, but I feel like Dave Filoni likes to use Maul in animated shows. I think it would make sense because I think his story is so confusing between three and four, or between three and Rebels, I should say. Yeah, because you really like you see him in Rebels, and he's an old man. Like it'd be cool yeah, and then in Solo, he's like got all this power. But I, I doubt we're gonna get this show's gonna go past Solo anyway, so you won't see that fall. No, but I'd love to see that rise. Yeah, that rise back a little bit. Yeah, yeah, me too. (laughs) Like, even would be nice if we got some. um, What's his name? Uh, from Solo, the uh, Paul Bettany's character, Han Solo. (laughs) (laughs) Um, what's Paul Bettany's character? Um, mm, I know it. Oh my god! Oh, Dryden Voss. Dryden Voss. Yeah, he's. I mean, he's in Clone Wars. Oh yeah, yeah. For like yeah, a split second, for a split second, yeah, yeah. But I, yeah, I don't know if we need Jedi. I mean, I could see definitely Hera coming back because like her and Omega are like yeah tight thing. I think um, Vader is the Force user that we'll see, and Maul. Okay, I think those yeah. are the, probably the two most likely. We won't see Obi Wan. No, he's getting his own uh, show I, anyway. Yeah. Um. What about Zeb and uh, Sabine? No, I don't think Zeb is a big enough character to get the people going. And I don't think Sabine is old enough, really. I don't really need them, to be honest. I think like Hera is like mad young in the show. Like how is Sabine? Sabine's going to be really young. Sabine and Ezra are like the same age, almost. Sabine might be like a year or two older. And Ezra was born the day the Empire was was, uh, created. Oh, yeah. Yeah, right. so I don't think they're, they're old enough. I, I, What do you think about my girl, Ahsoka? I don't think so. I don't know. If we were to see her, I'm not sure exactly when this happens in the timeline. I don't know how, if they could work this in organically, if it'd be kind of forced in, is showing her getting her white light lightsabers. Like how yeah. she purifies the crystal. They're not going to do that, though. That's too much yeah. Ahsoka. It would take away from the Bad Batch. Yeah. And they already told that story in her book, and I don't think the Bad Batch are involved. <laughs> <laughs> or but they could show her like working with Bail Organa but I think that's kind of like a lot later so I don't I don't think so I think at this point she's kind of very much in hiding and I think it would kind of take away if immediately after like within the year or two she's back in yeah. the game so I don't I don't really I don't want to see it but I also want to see it I also want to see it with all my heart because <laughs> she's my fave I would hate to see it but I would love, love to see it, it. <laughs> So I feel about hating Christensen being in the Obi Wan show. Oh, I'm so hyped! I'm so hyped for that. I'm so yeah. hyped for that, but I don't want Obi Wan and Vader to fight. Like as much as I want to see it, I'd also hate to see it. Yeah, yeah, true. You know true. what I mean? But that's a different I story. F- I feel like so when the Bad Batch hit its highs in this season, it was like really, really good. And then a lot of there were episodes that were kind of like, let's go see this random character because it'd be cool because they're kind of related to the Bad Batch. Like we got the guy. Uh, in the second episode of Bad Batch, the one that lives on the farm, they're like, "Oh, like, why don't we go see this guy? Like, oh, let's go, yeah, yeah, yeah. let's go see Rex. Like, let's go see Gregor. Let's Whereas, go see like, Sid they, for a bunch of episodes. Yeah, like they did all those. Like, season two has got to like, I, I'm thinking they're gonna focus a lot more on like the Empire and the Bad Batch themselves. I feel like they got to really dive in. Like, they got all the stuff out of the way. Like, all right, we got the obligatory Camino is destroyed stuff out of the way. We got the obligatory uh inhibitor chip story out of the way now we need to like go full in on who is omega why does she matter they have to i really need to know more about omega but yeah i think i think the uh they did throw a lot of the storylines in there they threw through the camino thing in there they did throw the um decommissioning the clones in there not not throw not throw but i'm saying they did get a lot done but it just uh, there was a lot of episodes that were just I can't watch much more Star Wars that the episode starts with someone arriving on a planet 
and then like something happens on that they like find someone on that planet who gives them a mission and they do the mission and the episode's over and they have a trusty baby sidekick i've i've been watching that star wars thing for two seasons of mandalorian and a season of bad batch yeah. most of the star wars content i've watched is that storyline so mm-hmm. I, I i hope that they're they come up with a little bit of a different formula because I, I i am getting a little bit tired of it you know even in mandalorian which i like mandalorian a lot that was one of my main complaints that every episode it's like here we get to this planet we found this guy let's do this for them let's make a deal let's do this for them so i think bad batch really played off that same thing and it was kind of like there's so many more episodes so so it was not as not as good <laughs> what do you mean like, like in Mandalorian, I didn't love it, but at least there wasn't that many episodes, so you knew like stuff was coming towards the end of the season, and you still, I feel like it still progressed the story a little bit because because they only had so many episodes. But in Bad Batch, it was like, okay, we got another I, side episode. Here's a rancor. Here's Sid's. We got like, what was the point of Sid losing her bar and then getting it back? Is that guy what's his name from Rebels? The, no, the, the Hornet. No, what? no, no. That's Visago. I thought that yeah. too at first. No. Okay. But um, same, I guess same, uh, same species. species. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that season one was like, we need to lay like a really like, we need to get all the stuff that are the immediate questions out of the way and build the foundation there. I feel like Omega and, is the most immediate question. <laughs> no, but you know what I mean? Like the immediate, like transition of the empire for clones. Like, yeah. w- like we have to address like what happens to Camino Cause obviously Camino never is mentioned ever in any other movie like something yeah. had to happen to it um like what happens with yeah <laughs> what happens like where's rex where's gregor you know mm-hmm. the hera and the and the cane and stuff was like cool that was i feel like that was sprinkled in like that was a really great way to bring them in but i feel like the rest of the season was like it's mainly camino and crosshair stuff that we need to like lay down this foundation yeah 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 and then they can get into more like introducing stuff that we might not think of or and and uh focusing more on the stuff that like is really going to matter for the entire series yeah do you think they'll pull a mandalorian also where like mandalorian didn't have that many cameos in the first season and then second season was packed with them maybe they're getting everything out of the way a little bit so they can like throw a bunch of characters at us in later seasons not you, you see like my thoughts is that they got that stuff out of the way, not out of the way. Cause that, then it makes it seem like I'm not trying to make it seem like it, it was bad stuff that they had to do. Like it was stuff that they had to do, but uh, I, I think it's going to be the opposite is like, they got this stuff done and now they can focus more on let's yeah, get yeah, into yeah. the nitty gritty of the empire and the, how the bad batch like exists within that empire. Yeah. But I'm just saying for the cameo from the cameo point of view, do you think that they did purposely didn't put cameos in to like, they put a few in Bad Batch, but same thing with Mandalorian. They like had a little bit, but they kind of wanted to prove it the show on its own without Star Wars cameos. And then season two in Mandalorian like just threw a bunch of cameos at you. Do you think yeah. that this will do the same, or maybe not in season two, but throughout the rest of the show? No, because I, I unless they start throwing tons of Jedi and stuff, I think Maul, they'll Vader, Ahsoka, all the ones we just mentioned. <laughs> I would rather there not be Maul and Ahsoka. And just have it be Vader is the only Force user. And if anything, they bring back cameos from season one, like Rex and Hera. Hera is definitely going to come back. That's I think feel like that's a given because her and Omega are buddy-buddy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that's true. Rex, Rex has got to come back. And I feel like if you did Gregor, like Wolf is going to show up at one point. You know? Wolf I don't know is going to show other, up. Like what other clones could you do unless you introduce a new clone? You know? Yeah, I'm not sure what clones they would do. The question about that, who was that guy on Ryloth, that clone, that like... I don't know. I, I didn't understand been... like what was happening there. Like He didn't seem like he was under inhibitor chip. It didn't, yeah. Was That that wasn't Wolf. Didn't he have his own name? Yeah, he did have his own name. But I don't, I it wasn't Wolf. Name. No. Should have been Wolf. It should have been Wolf. <laughs> what, what did you think of the reveal? So I, w- I really wanted to hear your opinions on this. Is uh, second to last episode, like you're finally back on. Oh, Kingdom I know what you're going to say. Meets up with Crosshair. What did you think of the reveal that Crosshair had his inhibitor chip removed and it, this was just him the whole That's time? That's not what I thought you were going to say. But <laughs> <laughs> but I, I actually, I don't know when, when did he have it removed? I guess after the first few episodes, right? 
yeah, because the the, for the second episode or the third episode doesn't he have it like enhanced? Like they're like turn it up, dial it up to ten or something. I like didn't. That. Yeah, I honestly didn't quite get that plot point. They didn't really explain how he had it removed. Right? Did you, did you get that? Did he remove it himself? He couldn't have yeah, if that's... he was under the inhibitor chip. I don't know that that plot point didn't really make sense to me. I think it makes him more of a villain, and I liked. I think they want to drive down the point that it was all the inhibitor chip and not the clones. Like Wrecker went fully under. Like no one. It, I want. I think they want to drive down the point. No one can go against the inhibitor chip, which is why they had to take it out for the last episode to kind of happen the way it did. Where like Crosshair helped them sort of a little bit. Yeah. That would I'm, not I'm have ha- happened without the inhibitor chip, but they didn't explain yeah. how it happened. I'm happy that it happened because I, that's a really cool. It does make him more of a villain, but the question is how did, did yeah, it Yeah, they didn't explain it well, but I think it made sense with the plot point because you, you had to, they had to show you the good sides of Crosshair a little bit. And I couldn't have done that with the inhibitor chip because they're really full sending. You can't control yourself under it, but didn't yeah, explain which- it. Which was so cool. The Wrecker one, I yeah. think he was the perfect one to have turned. That yeah, was really yeah, yeah. Cool. Especially because him and Omega are buddy-buddy. Have Echo and Omega even talked? <laughs> 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 they haven't spoken to each other. I don't know. He, they have no relationship to each other. He does nothing. He doesn't. He really, he, he, does he, he have a relationship with any of them? <laughs> I don't know why. He should be our favorite one. He was throughout clone wars like he was kind of a good one he was one that was involved in a lot of things in clone wars he's like yeah. the only leftover that's really a big part of the show and he does nothing oh i hate echo where's a skirt <laughs> he has a little kilt in he his does. Outfit. <laughs> um what about the reveal that omega is older than the bad batch i like that i like but that again, too I'm i can't believe that. i didn't think i can't believe i didn't think of that when they well, told that makes me sense because She's a boba. She's like a, I know. She's like boba. when they told me that, I didn't even think that she could be older than the Bad Batch. I don't know how I didn't figure that out. Yeah, for some reason, I was like that. That, that kind of slipped my mind too. Does it add up though? How old do you think she is? She's like nine, right? Yeah, they're probably older than eighteen, right? Isn't it just double? No, but the Clone Wars lasted thir- three years, so they had to have been born like well the clones were being worked on way before the clone wars though they were being worked on 10 years before the clone wars yeah but maybe like they weren't like they didn't come out of their little tubes until yeah but i'm saying if she's nine let's say nine let's say ten yeah let's be generous give her ten okay then they if it's only double if they're only double the speed they have to be 20 at most i don't think they mean it like that though what do you mean they don't mean it like that I don't think they mean it like, oh, in dog years, like time seven. They said it they're like, double the time or they could be half the time in, um, in, in episode my two. Mind, in, in my mind, it was like they came out of their tanks the top of the, the beginning of the Clone Wars, which makes them three years old and she's 10 years old. I don't think they came out at the beginning of the Clone Wars. I think it's double if not close to double because then like Rex, for example, would be way older than he is in Rebels. No, but think think about it. Like, why would Camino have started making defective clones if it wasn't? I feel like it was Palpatine's order. Oh, you think that they're even quicker? Yes. Oh, you and think that they're quick? <laughs> aren't, aren't they that quick? I thought they were. Look at these split. I don't know. <laughs> I think that defective clones are like an experimentation set up by the Empire, and like Palpatine didn't take over Camino and like the clone army until. Okay, so you think they're even quicker than? Yes. The normal clowns. Yeah. They're like quadruple the speed. Yeah. Wow. They're going to die soon. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that. I don't know if I agree with you. I think that they're not just not going to quantify exactly. I, in, in episode two, they kind of try to quantify it by saying double. They're like double the speed. But I think that they that just might be like a figure of speech. I think they say like, oh, we could do it in half the time because we sped them up. I don't think that it's a – I think they're just not going to quantify exactly how quickly the clones age because I have a feeling they're going to want to show like Hunter during the OT or something like that, kind of how they showed Rex during Return of the Jedi, which is in the movie. So I was going to ask, do you think these characters have any longevity past Rebels into the If OT? they age, I quadruple the speed. I don't see how they can. <laughs> but <laughs> if not, then yeah, definitely. Then I, then I think definitely. What about Omega? Like who is she? Who, who is she? Who are you? Like, is she going to be that? That was a Maz quote, right? 
Oh, who are you? Yeah, I wasn't. I was just saying, who are you? Oh, okay. <laughs> like, are do you think they're setting her up to be like this reveal, like she's this person, or do you think she's just a new character? I think she's just a new character. I think I'd they wanted to. Be, I don't think they're. Who would she be? Like the only person that she could be, which it's not true because she's a clone, is like the daughter of Duchess Satine and Obi Wan is the only person I could think of. <laughs> but like she's a clone, so that doesn't make any sense and would take Captain, away from the entire show. If Captain Phasma had a New Zealand accent, <sighs> imagine she was Captain Phasma. No, that wouldn't happen. Now I don't want that. No. I don't want that. that. A- I think I think too too often we assume someone is someone. Like everyone thought, if you remember going into the Last Jedi, people thought Benicio del Toro's character might be Ezra, and he was like, "Yeah, I remember that." Nobody, like just a random no. guy. Yeah, people. I mean, like that's a huge Star Wars thing. Everyone is like a everyone's line, everyone. But, yeah, everyone. I think she's everyone. just Omega. I I don't really think she's anyone. People want people thought uh, Sabine might be like someone's mother or something like that. And it just like, it's not always like that. I, I just, I really want them to like go deep into like her, how, why she's important and all that. I want to know why she's a, why she's a girl, why she's a gay. Um, and I want to know how they wanted her DNA. If she's not a pure clone of Django. Yeah. Like I think, I mean, what, what's a, it's Nala say is the, uh, Kaminoan yeah. that they mm-hmm. took into the empire at the end of the finale. Mm-hmm. Like that's clearly like they're setting up the Palpatine thing, but they're also, I feel like they're setting up more uh, Omega stuff that's to come. Yeah. They're not going to, they're not going to say she cloned Palpatine in the bad batch. They're going to, no, they're going to allude to it, but yeah, they're not going to say allude it. To it. Yeah. They're not going to say it. Cowards. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't really want that. But I'd also love it. <laughs> <laughs> Majority of the Star Wars stuff. I would hate that, but I'd also love it. <laughs> yeah. Literally all, all Star Wars spinoffs, it's like, no, they shouldn't do that. And then when they do it, it's like, okay, that was really cool. <laughs> I saw this uh, this TikTok the other day that I was going to send to you where this girl was like, you ever just like – sorry to go on a rant here, but like you ever go – just like I love Star Wars. Like you ever just sit down and be like, I freaking love Star Wars. Like that's me. That's me too. I also hate it. <laughs> no, I just love Star Wars, and I, I love that it's not perfect. Yeah. Um, was expecting a little bit more of the finale, but I it yeah, was, it finale was, was just okay. Honestly, I felt like the second to last episode was better. It was, for sure. I really but, thought that scene when she was explaining that she's older than the defective clones. I thought we were really going to get something out of that scene, and I kind of I we got that reveal, but I wish she kind of explained why they. I, I, I felt like she was going to explain more. Yeah. Little Omega. Little Omega. It, 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 but knowing that we have more seasons coming, it's kind of comforting. Like that the finale was like its own self-contained. Like it wasn't, it didn't have to be anything like huge and force like a huge reveal or anything. Yeah. I feel like the, the end scene with Nala say was enough of like, Okay, like I'm ready for season like whenever season two comes, I'm ready for it. Yeah. I thought that they were gonna show someone who was important, like telling her like they just told chose a random Empire girl to tell her, like, oh, we can use you. I thought they were gonna choose someone we at least knew. Who like Tarkin or Or what if it was, you know, what's his name? Um the guy who does the opening Admiral Ularin, the guy who does like the opening for all the Clone Wars episodes and He's like an admiral in the Republic, and then he becomes part of the Empire. He's like a, kind of a good guy in the Clone Wars, and then he's in Rebels. I know who you're talking about. Yeah, but... like or someone like that. Like pick a small character that wouldn't – in Star Wars, why not just pick a character someone knows every time? There's <laughs> so many. The problem, then they run into the problem where like the small galaxy problem is like this is technically supposed to be a huge galaxy, and you're running into characters we know all the time. You know, They already have that problem. Happen. Yeah, a little bit. But... Um. What was I gonna say? Okay, I have a question. Who who was your favorite cameo of this season? Definitely Cad Bane. Me too. Definitely one hundred percent. Me too. He's like one of my favorite Star Wars characters. Me of too. All time. I loved him. Him and to be honest, Hera was Hera a, was, was a great too. Surprise. I, I love those. And Kanan. <laughs> There's a lot of good ones actually. Yeah. I think Kanan's was the most meaningful one. Definitely. I hope we never see yeah. him again in the show. <laughs> never want to see him again not Get this show i feel like it was so meaningful like they just they can't do him again yeah yeah um 
I my least favorite was probably Fennec Shan, to be honest. I was excited for her, but you know, like I I felt like she, it was just okay. I'm like Yeah, I there was another one I was gonna say and I forget. Oh, Saw Gerrera. Oh, I don't yeah, like Saw Gerrera as much as everyone else does. I like him, but he's like just okay. He's kind of annoying. He's that's another one that's probably he's gonna come back. Yeah. Probably. I don't really care. Yeah, I mean we got a lot of him in Clone Wars, like And Rebels. Yeah, but I like I that he was like a nice in between of Clone Wars and Rebels, and they're referencing the fact that he's from Clone Wars. Yeah, yeah, same. And Love now that, that. we've got season two, I think we're going to get your answer of like uh, why Rex and Gregor and Wolf are just like on a random planet on a walker. Yeah, it makes like no that. sense. That was a, a weird Rebels plot point. They're like, oh, help us catch this fish guy, this <laughs> desert fish thing. That is funny. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I don't, I, like you said, I think that watching it week to week was interesting. You know, I'd, I'd never watched Clone Wars and Rebels week to week. So I, you would know better than I did, but I thinking about it, like I can't imagine watching something like Clone Wars week to week because there's some strings of arcs that are just much better watched one after another. I didn't watch Clone Wars week to week except for the final season. Oh, okay. Yeah. Season seven. And I would, and Rebels, I watched two of the seasons week to week, but sometimes I would get behind and binge it. So um, I think Rebels was better week to week. I mean, Rebels is a better show than this one. I think Rebels and Clone Wars are both better shows so far than this one. It's hard to say because the show's not done. Yeah. But even, but, honestly, if you just take the first season of each show, I was just going to say, it might be, I know what my order is. Do you know what your order is? If you just take the first season, it's an interesting order. I think I think it, people might give me hate because I don't know if I can really decide. You, you go first. You go first. Rebels number one. Okay. Which well, not, season one is not my favorite season of Rebels, but it's still good. Bad Batch two, Clone Wars three. The beginning of Clone Wars is high key really bad. It's it, the it first two while. seasons are not very good, and it's weird putting the Clone Wars under Bad Batch in anything because it's just a spectacular show it's so good but the first few seasons are bad clone wars movie best movie ever no that's Stinky. maybe the worst star wars movie ever including the christmas special and maybe the ewoks oh things which i haven't seen we have to watch the ewoks movies. oh my god, oh my god. i hate the yeah. clone wars movie <laughs> no i was gonna say that rebels and bad batch were like kind of tied for me and then it was clone wars after that yeah it, it took me a while to get into clone wars because but i like that it as much as it's hard to get in past those like rough moments at the beginning of series, it's so worth it, which is why yeah. I think that like this first season of bad batch might be a similar situation where same thing with rebels. Like the first season isn't my favorite. It took a little bit to get through, but I still love it. And looking back on it and like you, it's so necessary to the story that this might be that same sort of situation. Actually, I think rebel season one out of any season of any of the animated shows has the most cohesive story throughout the whole season. I remember because I rewatched my brother. I, the whole first season pretty much takes place on Lothal. Like every episode is kind of goes into one another. It seems like one cohesive story, and then as you go further in Rebels, it gets more side missiony. Clone Wars is always side missiony. Bad Batch was very side missiony. It was kind of kind of a cohesive story, but it's hard with Clone Wars because Clone Wars is so many different characters, no main character. But Rebels season one, I remember I rewatched and I was like, that was kind of very. Uh, straightforward cohesive story i feel like season three is pretty is pretty good for rebels um season three has a lot of random side missions so does season two season two has so many side missions until the last two episodes yeah season i think all of rebels kind of has side missions maybe season four is like a little better because i think it's a little shorter and most Mm. of it is on lothal but i think it still has a lot of random side missions they all have side missions. They all, all have side missions. missions. We just have to accept it. <laughs> Sometimes it's great, though. Rise of Skywalker. Side. <laughs> oh, they had like five side missions in one one movie. But uh, I'm 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 excited for for season two. Like I said, like I think that the the first season was like a nice little snack to keep me going until uh, Boba Fett show, and then like when yeah. season two comes around, I'm ready for it. Listen, I'm know? not going to complain about more Star Wars content. Oh, of course. Even the worst course. Star Wars content is still good content. Yes. Definitely. Well, that's not always true, but <laughs> <laughs> is it not? Though? Like, I, I still love 
that's what makes me love Star Wars. Yeah, no, I, I, I'd rather have more Star Wars content than not. Yeah, Bad Batch ruined my childhood. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm gonna be one here. of those Star, Star Wars, Wars fans. Trolls. Oh no! If you ever became one of those Star Wars fans, we might have to. Yeah, cancel. We might have to disband. cancel the podcast. <laughs> I also would like to say, as I said about Clone Wars and Rebels, Bad Batch just drives home the fact that Revenge of the Sith is absolutely pivotal to the Star Wars story. Anybody who disagrees can get out Yeah, of here. and the shows just drive it down more and more. They really nail down how important episode three is. Mm-hmm. Most important, best Star Wars movie. <laughs> I don't know about best, but it's up there for me. It's definitely <laughs> I know that's your favorite. one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. It, maybe we should do an episode each ranking because I feel like that just makes for some inter- interesting discussion. Yeah. We should get... Yeah, that'll be a long episode because we're going on a million tangents like we did today. Yeah, would, oh, my God. Yeah. But tangents are always worth it. Oh, yeah. I Especially with Star Wars. Have, yeah, for sure. But um, yeah, that's all I have, really have to say about Bad Batch. Uh, enjoyed the season. Um, ready for season two. I mean, and I'm um, sure we missed some plot points. So if if you're listening and you remember some plot points that we didn't talk about, feel free to comment them or, or let us know. And we'll be happy definitely. to discuss them. For sure. Le- Hit us up on Instagram. Uh, you can email us. You can go on the website. You can contact us somehow. Yes. And we will answer your your plot points about Bad Batch. <laughs> <laughs> Only Bad Batch. Only Bad Batch. No, <laughs> no, no other shows anything. or movies. <laughs> no, anything. If you have a Marvel, DC, Star Wars, Disney, GOT. Avatar. GOT. Yes. So hit us up and join the heist, as we like to say. Join the heist.